Hi, and welcome to the Savvy Social Hour podcast. This show is for female biz babes looking to up-level their business and become rockstar entrepreneurs in no time. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited to chat with you about today's episode. Let's get right into it. Hey, Savvies. Welcome back to another episode of the Savvy Social Hour podcast. I'm here today with Diane Mayer. Diane helps entrepreneurs life-proof their business with strategic planning you'll actually want to follow through on. With over a decade of experience in investment banking, looking after big businesses, Diane knows exactly how small businesses should project, protect, and crush their wildly ambitious financial goals. In her spare time, Diane is passionate about travel, live events, coffee, converse, and spreadsheets, though not always in that order. So I'm so excited to have Diane here to chat all about how an evening routine could save your business. So let's dive right in. Hi, Diane. Welcome to the show. I am so excited that you're here and I cannot wait to chat all about the importance of an evening routine with you. So before we dive into the episode, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business and just how you got started doing it all. Hey, um, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here as well. I um, I have a bit of a windy road through business, I guess. I come from a really long, like 10 years plus corporate career in investment banking. So I'm an accountant by training. And so I spend a lot of time looking after really big businesses, doing all of kind of their planning stuff, all of their numbers. And I hit a point where I was like, I can't keep going. Like it actually makes no difference if I come to work tomorrow or not. Like someone else will just slot into my role and we'll all carry, the machine will carry on. Um, and so I quit corporate, but not really having much idea of what I wanted to do. I mean, I thought I might be an accountant in tech mm. instead of an accountant in banking. Like that's as far as I'd managed to like envisage my life. And um, I went traveling for about 18 months to find myself, do some personal development stuff, and then kind of went the route of life coaching to start with to, you know, save everyone who was in corporate from corporate now that I had seen the light. Um, Not much of an ego there at all. Um, And worked out that a couple of things, they didn't really want to leave corporate and it wasn't really my space. I'm more about like, oh, there's a problem. Let's find a solution together as opposed to pulling it from someone else. So it took me a while and it took me a while to like kind of just get over leaving corporate to actually come back to my skill set, which weirdly enough is something that seems to be a gap in the entrepreneurial space. A lot of people have built their businesses immediately or they've built their businesses after a long break or they've just never had a big corporate job. Mm-hmm. So sometimes the, the business structure comes second to the growth. So you grow so quickly, you don't know how to put things together. And I was like, I'm seeing all these things that no one is talking about. Things like how to do actual like financial planning. What does that look like over the course of a year? How often do you review it? What about costs? What about cash flow? Where's your crisis planning? And so I basically wheezed my way in there so that I can try and plug that gap. So all the things that are super complicated at a corporate level, I try to make them simpler for an entrepreneurial level to help people basically life-proof their business. 
Totally. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds like a lot of people need that. Um, I am thankful that my husband is, he is in corporate accounting slash finance. So I had that part of my business covered to my dismay. Sometimes I'm like, don't tell me what to invest in. I want to invest in this, <laughs> but it's like one of those things. I'm like, I'll, I'll let you know when I need some help. But for the most part, I kind of steer everything myself. Um, but whenever I do have questions, it's nice to have that resource. Um, on hand. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes on, like, de- on demand accountant. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, no, don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. I don't want to cut my expenses. I need this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like one of I those- need that new laptop. I don't care that it doesn't work for the tax year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like one of those things. I'm like, stop being practical with me. I don't want to be practical right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It's definitely something people need, especially like you said, when they get to that point where they're just growing, 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 and like they don't have that structure behind them. They're not ready for that growth, even though their business is bringing that growth. But the back end is just crazy, whether that's with their financials or even like their systems and processes. Some people are so disorganized on the back end and they're not prepared for the growth that inevitably comes and then it ends up crashing and burning because they're not they're just not ready for it um in all aspects they might be ready um to take people's money but they're not necessarily ready to serve them in the capacity that they need to so yeah for sure and then when they realize they have that gap a lot of time while they're doing really well with revenue maybe their costs are a little high so you can't actually invest in like someone who would cost you six figures in in a corporate job Like there's a reason those people with that skill set are in corporate because it's easy to make money in corporate with that skill set. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about evening routines and why they're so crucial, crucial for business owners. So let's just start from the very beginning. So why is an evening routine just so key for business owners? What does it do for us? How can it help us um, just have better businesses in general? Okay. So I think we see a lot about like the morning routines, you know, every, every entrepreneur has the morning routine, you know, there's some gratitude, there's some meditation, there's some movement. I'm like, I'm a hundred percent. That's, that's to set you up for your day, but it's kind of to set you up for your day as a person. Yeah. Not as a rather person. Than as your, rather than necessarily in business. And then lots of people have the nighttime routines, which is maybe like the bubble bath and the soothing music and the darker room, which is all about promoting really good sleep. Yeah. So, the evening routine is all about that prep, but for your business. Yeah. So it's twofold. First of all, it gets you really prepared for tomorrow because you don't know what surprise is coming tomorrow. You don't know if you've got a diabolical food poisoning case. You don't know if one of the kids is going to have a stomach bug. You, anything could happen tomorrow or it could be something else. Like your email, it could go down and you might need to focus your whole day on that. So it allows you to remove some of the stuff that's sitting with you and put it into a more accessible format for whoever needs to cover for you. Mm -hmm. And then I think really importantly, it allows you to draw a line in your working day. So it allows you to distinguish between, okay, I've finished work. Here's my routine. I'm now at home. Yeah. I know what's happening tomorrow. I'm prepared for it. I don't need to think about it. I know what's going to happen. I can be a hundred percent present here. And I think as entrepreneurs, a lot of our kind of burnout risk comes from the fact that we work and live in the same place. So we can always see our work out of the corner of our eye. So we're always kind of a little worried, like, did I cover everything? But did I remember that thing? So the evening routine is meant to clear that kind of guilt for you and allow you to actually have some downtime. 
And it's also meant to act as a buffer for your business for tomorrow. Yeah. And yeah. side effect is it'll just make you more productive as well. Yeah. I think that's really important because I, when I first started my business, I know for sure that I was not setting boundaries for myself. I was working from sun up to sun down. Like as soon as I woke up, I was like, let's do this. And you know, up until like 10 minutes before I shut my eyes, I was still working because it's, it's really hard to set those boundaries for yourself when you love what you do. Like, but you still need a break. Even if you love every aspect of your business, you still need to take time to decompress, to just enjoy your life where that doesn't include sitting behind your computer doing work which is hard for us to do sometimes but it's really key and I think also that's often when the genius happens so it doesn't happen when you're elbow deep in the weeds of like I need to post this on social media I need to plan this I need to write this sales copy that's not when genius happens genius happens when your brain has had a chance to chill out process that's why like in the shower, you're like, oh my goodness, I've had all these 400 ideas, which are all gone the second you step out the shower. But I think like you're punishing yourself towards burnout by not doing it, but you're also preventing yourself potentially from having that yeah. breakthrough that you've been chasing. Totally. Yeah. Because you're so consumed with what you're doing at the moment. It doesn't give you any opportunity for new ideas to come through. Um, and I feel like I need a notepad in the shower because I literally come up with the best things in the shower and then I'm like... I'm like, need to remember this, keep this on top of mind. And then, you know, most of the time I can remember it, but there are times where I'm like, oh my God, I had this amazing thought in the shower and I just forgot it. So whoever wants to invent a notepad that can get wet, please there, do there that. Is one. Oh, there is one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have a look on, have a look on, um, I'm sure it must be on Amazon. Wow. One of my friends, one of my friends has one. If you can't find it, let me know and I'll, I'll dig out the link. But it is, it's like a full notepad and pencil on like waterproof paper or something. I need that because yeah, like I, yeah, the best ideas do come in the shower or like when walking the dog or doing something that your mind isn't in the weeds inside your business. Um, you know, I feel like sometimes the shower is the only time I get a chance to actually think um, other than like at night because at night I try to like not think about business stuff. Yeah, and let my mind have a little bit of time between that and the next morning. Um, so when it comes to an evening routine, how can we kind of start implementing implementing one if we don't have one yet? Like, what are some of the things we can do to kind of make sure that we're making that a priority in our lives? Okay, so I would say like with whenever I'm talking to someone about a new habit or a new thing they're trying, I'm always a, uh, I'm always keen for them to try one thing. And in this case, I would do one thing and I would set a time. Like maybe you only, you feel like I don't have time for this. I've only got five minutes. Yeah. So then I would challenge you to be like, okay, well, set a timer. And for five minutes at the end of your day, pick one activity that you're going to do. And what will happen is you'll see the results of that. Mm-hmm. And you'll naturally be like, well, hang on a second. What about this piece? And what about that piece? And I think it's also really easy for us to be like, okay, it's going to be five minutes this week. Next week, it's going to be seven minutes. The next week, it'll be 10 minutes because you're going to see such an exponential return on the day after that it starts to be the kind of cost benefit becomes clearer for you. And suddenly you're finding that 30 minutes that you need. I wouldn't do anything over 30 minutes. I think that's a bit excessive. It's more just to round out your day. Yeah. But yeah, I think people try to do everything mm-hmm. at once. 
and then it doesn't stick because they're just overwhelmed because they didn't implement it slowly. They're just like, I need to do this, this, and this, and this. And then, you know, after a few days, and then they fall off the wagon because they're not used to doing it. And it takes, you know, they say it takes 21 days to form a habit. So kind of like, I love that, like starting at five minutes, kind of increasing it a little bit each week so that one, it becomes a habit and then it just like becomes a non-negotiable for you. Yeah. And I think sometimes what happens with that when you're trying to do all the things and you fail at the one thing, it's like, oh, well, like th- this is this is a waste of time. I shouldn't do it. And you kind of been the three other things that were working really well, except for the one thing that you were struggling with. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it makes it hard. So what kinds of things should we be doing in our evening routine to prepare for the next day? Like, What are some of those things that you personally do maybe? And then like just things that we should be doing to kind of set us up for success. So I think it's really easy. I think it's basically three things. And what it is, is you want to clear your mind, you want to clear your tech, and you want to clear your space. And so you want to clear your mind of those ideas, like the shower ideas, the idea that you have at seven, at like whatever time you finish work for the day, say it's 5 p.m., you're not going to remember that tomorrow at 8 a.m. As much as it's the most amazing idea you've ever had in your entire life, chances are. So things like that, you want to get rid of what I call the remember list, remember to do this, remember to do that, remember to do the next thing. And any of those little like notes to self. Okay. So you just and then tech. Down. Yeah. And then tech is like basically delete stuff, file stuff, assign stuff. Um, and I'll go through each of these in more detail with like what I do personally in each of these spaces. Um, and then space is about like your physical space. So think about how you feel coming into wherever you work in the morning when your desk is like a bunch of like, slightly toppling pads of paper, pens strewn everywhere versus when you come in and your desk is clear and all you have to do is turn on your computer. Like it's a completely different vibe. Also think about the number of times you have cleared up your desk and found the post-it with that thing that would have been great on that special national day that you were going to post content on and now you've forgotten. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) twofold there. So for mine, so I work in those three categories but basically, I, I have a checklist of all my own personal hidey holes, which I'm happy to share if anyone wants it. But for me, email in particular. So I try to clear all of today's emails at the end of the day. Okay. So obviously, I check it sometimes during the day and I'm filing them, deleting them, whatever it is. This is going to feel super overwhelming to somebody who's maybe looking at their inbox right now and it has like 7,000 emails. <laughs> So, so the beginner step on this one is to clear today mm-hmm. and maybe yesterday yeah. and then tomorrow you clear tomorrow and the day before yeah. and you can start to work through them. If you can't bear looking at it, archive everything mm-hmm. and then just start from scratch and, and so you don't compound the problem. So email for me in corporate, like that was my to-do list. Yeah. So I have terrible email habits, but if for some reason I wasn't around and somebody else needed access to something, and it was floating somewhere in my email, that's not really helpful to anyone. No, no. Also, if I'm looking for something, not helpful. Yeah, exactly. So then my other favorite little places to stash stuff is on my laptop in desk to, on desktop. That's where I save everything until yeah, it becomes like this massive, yes. like, you know, when, when the files are so tiny. You're like, what you even is even... this? You have to like click to see what it is and you're like, oh my God, why do I even have this? <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So again, I go in, filter it by today, 
decide what needs to get backed up to like a Google Doc. If somebody needs shared stuff, does it need to get deleted? Is it just a screenshot that I've taken that I wanted to make a note of? Then I make a note of it wherever. And this one, again, you can use like set up a folder, drag everything into that folder as an archive and just start fresh if it feels overwhelming. Um, my notes apps are my other favorites. I have a tendency to scribble notes in there on my computer, on my phone when I'm walking. Like you said, I get some bright ideas when I'm walking. Um, but those are incredibly hard to find anything in. So like if you're only going to clear one thing, that would be the one thing. Like go and do that because <laughs> those are really hard to search. Um, and then downloads, screenshots of my photos on my phone. Basically, I try to have like a one-touch rule when I'm clearing up like the tech part of things which means like if I've opened the email, I make a decision what to do with it and I either delete it, assign it as a task in my project management system, I schedule it if it's somebody wanting to catch up with me. Um, yeah, I file it so maybe it's a Google Doc save or maybe it's a content idea that I've emailed myself, then it just goes in my Trello board. But it's all about getting it into something that's organized where I'll be able to find the thing again if I need it. And then my other rule when I'm doing this is if I find something while I'm doing it and it's less than two minutes, I do it immediately. So if the email needs to be forwarded to someone, I forward it to them and I move on. Yeah. It's not like, oh, let me make a note to forward that to someone. <laughs> yeah. So it's like either, writing the note takes longer than it does to actually do the task. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And then when I've kind of cleared, and then obviously I tidy my desk, which is covered in post-its because I like post-its and colorful pens is how my brain works so I clear those and it's the same thing I'm constantly going like do I need this thing where do I need this thing who needs to know about this thing and that's kind of where, how my brain is going through it scarily enough a lot of the time you're just throwing it away because <laughs> you're like yeah, that seemed like a good idea six hours ago that's not a good idea anymore let's just let's just move on from that one um and then so then once I've cleared everything my mind was more like kind of like a brain dump, like anything that's just in my head. But again, it needs to get categorized. Like, do I care about that thing anymore? Do I need to put it somewhere? Do I need to send it to someone? What's happening with it? So um, once I've cleared everything, the final thing I do at the end of my day is I look at tomorrow's calendar. I look at what's coming up. I look at things like if I have a meeting, I'll open the meeting to make sure there was a Zoom link attached, like Acuity didn't have a little bit of a brain moment and not attach a link because you don't want to discover that two minutes before the call. I'll check. I'll check. I don't have anything too back to back. Yeah. I'll be like, okay, that's really back to back. When am I going to eat? Yeah. Like when's my cup of tea? When's my bathroom break? So I'm like looking for that in a back to back situation. Um, and then I'm also thinking what could go wrong. So is there something that's due at 8am tomorrow? Should I have done that today? What needs to happen? Do I want to jot myself some notes while it's fresh? But that kind of rounds out my day to be like, okay, I've thought about tomorrow. I've thought about what could happen. I'm prepared for everything. And my absolute last thing I do is I write a post-it note to myself of what the first thing I need to do tomorrow is. Okay. And I stick it on my screen. Because we can all have to-do lists. And in our project management, they can all have deadlines and stuff. But one of the biggest productivity problems we have is we sit down and we have so much to do, we don't know where to start. Yeah. And um, you don't want to be, you might as well think about that while you're in the zone. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And so, oh, sorry, Karen? 
I was saying that's a really good tip. I love that. I think that's really important. Um, I, I do something similar with like looking at the next day and making sure like if I see that day is like super overloaded and there's things that I can move that aren't like client work or anything that's like super pressing. Like it's just like update email sequence, just like a quarterly thing that I do. I move it because I'm like, well, like these things are all more important. I'll move it to another day. So that really helps too. So you don't wake up the next morning and look at your, your to-do list and see that you have 50 things and you're like, well, I can't do 50 things. So you just kind of like manage it before it manages you basically. Um, yeah. And before like the Netflix urge takes over, like when you come in and you look at that and you're just like, I can't, I can't today. Like right. there's not enough caffeine in the world for me to get through this today. Right. Um, yeah, It really helps. Like just kind of like looking at your list and like getting rid of those things that are like your self-imposed deadlines that aren't really going to do anything for you. I mean, you need to get it done, but it's not like you need to get it done today. You could do it next week and it would be fine too. I think that really yeah. helps. So many people look at their to-do list and they see so many things going on and they don't know what to do with it. They're like, where do I start? Um, I don't have any help. Or like people who, even people who do have help, they didn't feel like, who, well, where do I delegate this to? What do I, I, don't, I don't know. Can I delegate this to my VA? What can I do with it? So it's one of those things that you need to really get a handle on before it takes over and just makes you want to crawl back into bed. I have days like that where I'm like, oh, my to-do list is seven miles long. Nope, not doing any of it. <laughs> I'm going to go watch Netflix all day long and be unproductive and then get stressed about it later. So you don't want to have days like that. Yeah. And I'm definitely not like an eat the frog person. Like I'm like, I know, like I know exactly what has to happen and in what order it has to happen. But I need a little task. Yeah. I need a little something that is just going to give me a win. Mm -hmm. Whether it's like send this email to so-and-so. Yeah, or like for yeah. that PDF or, you know, copy the Asana template, like whatever it is, just like something little that I'm like, Oh, look at me. I did something. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm going to get that momentum going. Exactly. I think sometimes I can be an eat the frog kind of person. Like sometimes some days I have that in me and I'm like, I'm just going to do this, get it done with. I've been procrastinating for so long on it. I need to get it done, but that's not something that happens every day for me. So I like the little wins too. Like something as easy as like, um, like you said, respond back to email or, you know, um, following up with a client or something that a potential client, like that's not hard to do. And, you know, if you do it, you feel better because you're like, that's more likely that they're going to accept and say yes. If they say no, that's fine too, but at least you got it out of the way. And it's not a humongous task that takes hours and hours and hours to complete. Yeah. And when like, it's kind of that moment of like, okay, I've done something. I feel like this day is, this day is feasible. Yeah. Your, your momentum is just gets you rolling and then you're crossing off things left and right. That's how I yeah. am too. Like I'll do one little thing and then it starts snowballing and then I'm like, okay, cool. It's only 10 a.m. I've already checked 10 things off my to-do list. Some of them were tiny, but who cares? 10 things off the to-do list is a good, it's a good day. A good start. Yeah. And let's think we get the same kind of boost for yeah. taking something small off our list as we do for getting something big off our list, which is why to-do lists are not necessarily always our tool, but we're talking about for one day versus for like the whole thing. But having that one little boost and that one thing crossed off, you know, we've all done it. We've all written down the thing that we've just done and then yeah. crossed it off. So that we, we all know, we all know that trick. Yeah. You know, this is just allowing you to do that with a bit more integrity. Yeah. <laughs> it, it helps boost your serotonin, I think is 
what it is, some kind of happiness levels. And you're like, all right, cool. I am going to be productive and I'm going to get these things done. So yeah, I love that. And I especially love clearing your tech. I am someone who is guilty of having 7,000 emails, um, but not on my business one. That's just my personal one that all this stupid junk goes to. So I don't feel so bad about it. But with my, with my, um, business email, I try to clear out every single day. Um, whether not necessarily inbox zero, but I either respond, uh, file it away or forward it or whatever I need to do with it. So it's not just looming. And for things like, um, like newsletters and stuff that I want to receive from people, but I don't necessarily want it to end up in my inbox. I have like a little tab that's called like newsletters and every like something that has like an unsubscribe at the bottom, it filters into that. So I can go look at that when I have time and it's not like making my inbox look crazy. (laughs) Yeah. I think that looking at those when you have time and being like, do I actually want to read this? And if there's any that you don't want to read, unsubscribing immediately. But yeah place because then I don't have to like go like to multiple different tabs it's just like in that one I think I call it unsubscribe it's like it's literally called unsubscribe labeled that and wherever yeah. I'm on, I'll just go in there and I'll read some that I'm interested in and then anyone's I'm like oh I don't even want to find out why I'm receiving this and I'll unsubscribe from it so it's nice that it's all in one little spot instead of just in my general inbox bogging it down yeah that's perfect Um, so how can we kind of ensure that we're always making time for ourselves and our evening routine, even when we feel like we've got a million other things going on? Like one of those days that we're like, oh my God, I've just fought like 700 fires and I don't feel like I did anything that was on my actual list for today because it was just random stuff that came out of the blue. Um, so how can we ensure like even on those worst days ever that we're still making time to do our evening routine? So I think this is probably going to be more of a problem when you start doing this than when you've kind of got into the vibe and you're seeing the benefits of it. So I think at the beginning, A, keep it short. You know, um, I think also as you do it, you will start to know where your real, like your problem area is. Like for some people, it's going to be email. For people like me, it's going to be screenshots. <laughs> like, I, I, it's insane. My, there are more screenshots in my phone than there are photos because I'm trying to remember something or, you know, it's a Pinterest thing or something. Yeah. Um, so if it was the worst day ever and you only have five minutes, do set the timer for five minutes, do it, and then draw a line under your day. I would still plan my day the next day. Even if I got nothing done today, I'd be like, okay, Let's move all these tasks over, but also is there anything we need to shuffle because now we have two days worth of tasks sitting in one day. So that piece I would never miss Mm -hmm. because it just prepares you so much for the next day. And so like, what if tomorrow the fire is not out and you have (laughs) the whole day fighting it again, you know, you don't want to then be trying to. Yeah. You don't want to get your inbox, I mean, into your project management tool the next day and see instead of your regular 20 tasks, you see 40 tasks and then you have another fire to put out and you're just like, I'm going to burn my business down today. And that's all I'm doing. Like I'm just, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then you, that's when the burnout starts because you feel like you've never caught up, but actually are some of those things nice to have. So I would always keep that piece. And then I would always try to tackle like just five minutes on whatever your worst piece is. Okay. Yeah. No, that's whatever. Wherever you're stashing the most stuff, that's where I'd go. But what will happen is as it builds in, Mm -hmm. this becomes almost, it's almost kind of like a ritual because it's like, oh, that was a great content idea. I'm going to put that in my Trello board because, and I'm so glad I found that. But it also becomes that thing that, that 
quietens your mind at the end of the day. It's like, I have had the worst day ever. So you really need that night for your brain to be switched off. You really need to be able to just sit there and like breathe and recover and sleep. So being able to get some of that out of you before you walk out of wherever you're working, your office space, your bedroom, the dining room table, whatever it is, that's actually the day you need it more. Yeah. And, and I, I, like I said, I always do the like reviewing the next day to make sure that it's not unrealistic and things like that. Um, but I do need to get better about clear my inbox and things like that. Just cause some nights I find it so hard to go to bed because I'm sitting there like adding more to my to-do list. Oh, I just thought I need to do this. All right. Let me put this in my project management tool so I can do it tomorrow or the next day or whatever. And sometimes it's just like, my mind still doesn't turn off, even though I did prepare for the next day. It's just, it's just hard. I think, I think it gets easier over time once we're still in our routine, but like, I don't know. I feel like it's, there's still some things I definitely struggle with when it comes to shutting off my brain at night. (laughs) And that's, that's why I started trying to work out like, what could that, what could that switch be for me? Because I have, like insomnia, but it's, it's like, I go to sleep, no problem, but I wake up at 3am and then I'm awake. Like my brain is like, you need to do these 17 things and don't forget today. You said you do this and you do the next thing. And the next thing, if I've done this the night before, Uh I'm generally out. Yeah. I might wake up, but I'll go back to sleep again. But if I don't do this, my brain is whirring so hard trying to remember all the things Uh and worrying about like, what was it? What did I have tomorrow? Like, and there's nothing worse, like if you're having, a, even if you're having a good day, that kind of like pit in your stomach mm-hmm. when you get an email and you realize you didn't send something you were supposed to send or like somebody's messaging you going, are you joining this call anytime soon? And you're like, what call? Like, yeah. oh my goodness, I thought it was, I thought it was Tuesday and it's actually Friday. Oh, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I've been there. And I, so I don't have insomnia or anything, but I definitely am a night out. I have always been, I, I don't have kids yet or anything. So I, I can be, I feel like once I have kids, I was just going to go out the window because, um, I can't be running on like three hours of sleep every night. That's just not going to work. Um, yeah. Right and that's when people, but yeah. And that's when people are rolling over and grabbing their phones and flicking them on to do something, which is then even worse for your sleep with all of that nice blue light coming in and bolting you awake. And then we go into burnout and you're not being at work and now your to-do list is 60 things long (laughs) instead of 40. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of like a never ending cycle. If you don't get a hold on it from like, like right now, if you're not, if you don't feel like you have a hold on those things, definitely do it. It's going to change your life and you might have to alter like your schedule a little bit and realize like, Hmm, maybe I could wake up a little earlier or maybe I can drop these five tasks that I just do because I feel like I need to do do them, but they're not actually moving the needle forward in your business. And I feel like once I kind of did that, that helped so much. Like I used to have such, like, I felt like they were important tasks, but they weren't really doing anything for me. They were just, I was doing them to do them. And once I got rid of those, it freed up like an hour or so of time where I could actually do things that are actually important um, and actually profitable versus just like, oh, I'm going to go and engage on Instagram for 30 minutes. Like, well, that sounds great. Doesn't really like have an ROI tied to it directly. So it's not something that you need to be doing. So just like those tasks that you can kind of eliminate from your schedule um, if you feel like you have too much going on every single day, cause there are likely there are things on there that are self-imposed and they don't actually need to get done. You just feel like they do. 
Yeah. And some white space as well. Just like some time where your whole day isn't like time blocked from beginning to end. You know, you need some time to think. You need some time if something goes wrong. We also are chronic overestimators of what we can get done in a time limit. You know, we will think we can do the 40 things in one day because we are superheroes, but we probably could, but they're not going to be great. Yeah. Or or you're going to, yeah, you're going to cut corners or something's going to come up. Um, Like you just have to plan for those things. Like you can't plan for anything technically that's going to randomly come up, but you just have to kind of buffer it in your schedule so that you're not like so back to back to back to back that if one thing gets off by five minutes, that your entire day is derailed because otherwise yeah, exactly. it's going to end up for not, not a good day. And like, that's, you're going to continue running into that because no day is going to be a hundred percent perfect. Um, so you just need to like buffer that into your schedule. Just like give yourself some buffers. Like for example, with this podcast there, I schedule for an hour. They're usually about 45 minutes, but I don't let anyone schedule 15 minutes after this time slot so if it does run over then i have that buffer and there's not someone like popping on saying hello (laughs) while we're talking (laughs) it's just like things that you need to account for because who knows how long things are going to take so yeah yeah and it's the same with sales calls as well you don't want to be on like an enrollment call with someone and be going really deep into something and then have to be like okay i'm gonna have to cut you off because my next call is waiting (laughs) yeah because then it could be something like I mean, they could really be opening up to you about something intense or they could be like on the fence and you don't want to cut that conversation and lose that sale because you've agreed to like have a team meeting in three minutes, you know, leave a buffer. It's really, really key. And there's ways with like acuity. So you can set like a 15 or 30 minute buffer in between all appointments so that you don't have to worry about that. So now let's dive into the three questions that I ask everyone who comes on the show. So what does it mean for you to be an entrepreneur and what is your favorite part about it? So I think for me, being an entrepreneur is about impact. So being an accountant, I'm very into the fact that, so I'm a B2B business. I help other businesses be more strategic, be more protected, make more money, take better vacays, all the good things. But those businesses all help other people do something else. So it would take a lot for me in a corporate space to feel like I had made a direct impact on a shareholder. Totally. It would take a lot for me to impact a million people in my entrepreneurial business. But if I can help another business that already impacts a thousand people, that kind of effect can just compound for me. So for me, being an entrepreneur is about being able to feel and see that impact and know that it made a difference that I got out of bed this morning and did something, but I didn't just Netflix. Um, And and I think personally, my favorite part of it is the freedom. Mm -hmm. So I love to travel. Um, I love to go to live events. And I like the fact that I can basically decide that tomorrow I'm going to go somewhere and I can pack my laptop and I can go. I don't have to ask someone if I can go. I don't have to, you know, pre-plan my whole, all my vacations for the year and fit them into 10 days. You know, it's for me, that is amazing. Like anything that makes me feel tied down in my business is an automatic hell no. Like if I have to physically be present 
for something on a regular basis. So like, I don't mind turning up for an event. That's fine. But something that requires me to be in a specific place at a specific time on a specific day, like every month or every week is, is just nothing. Nothing is as much of a hell no for me as that. (laughs) So I think that's, that's what it brings me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The freedom part is like what I hear a lot from people. And that's my reason too. Like I love being able to travel whenever I want and, you know, do whatever I want to do, make my own, um, products, make my own pricing, like not have to worry about like, Oh, well you only get a 5% raise each year and that's where you're kind of locked in. So it's just nice to be able to have the choice to choose your own path. And that's my favorite part as well. Um, so what is your favorite tool that you use in your business? Um, this can be just something that you feel like you basically could not live without in your business or just anything that comes to mind that you just can't imagine doing your business without basically. Okay. So the one that I feel like I would just completely shut down without is probably Acuity because I, because all of my stuff is one-to-one. My calendar is kind of my life Mm -hmm. and there is no greater waste of time in my opinion and going, I can do 2 p.m. No, I can't do 2 p.m. Could you do 2.30? How about three weeks from Thursday? Like that is just a waste of everyone's time. Um, So Acuity for me, I also use it as my payment gateway. So I'm like, I love it. But I'll mention another one that people might not, might not be as familiar with, which is also a game changer for me. And that is Station. Okay. What is that? Free tool. Um, you can download it. And basically what it does is it acts as a desktop for all your oh, apps. Yes, yes, yes. I know what this is. So yeah, so you don't have to be in a browser. It's just like you click through the different tabs. Yeah, like the menus on the side. Yeah. But it has a do not disturb and so if you're going to jump on a call, like we're talking today, I can click one, do not disturb and all my apps will stop disturbing me. Oh, that's nice. And yeah. a lot of them stay logged in longer it, than they would in a browser. Yeah. that's cool. It's kind of, you've logged in through station and then as long as you might have to log back into station. Um, but yeah, that has been a, a game changer for me as well, which a, a lot of people aren't aware of. It takes a bit of getting used to where you're a bit like, wait, I don't understand what's the point of this. And then suddenly you're like, oh, this is this amazing. <laughs> I think the other thing is like when you have a ton of browsers open, that, that takes away from the memory. But when you have this, yes, it's taking the memory for that one tool, but it's not counting each individual browser. It's just the one tool itself, correct? Yeah. Exactly. And then also like, it makes me really think about like, do I need a tool? Yeah. Like if my tool is not in station and its subscription comes up, I'm like, am I really using that? Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, like, cause I haven't left station to go looking for it in the last while. So it's a good kind of check on myself. Yeah. That makes sense. Cause for me, like my browser, like I always have a million tabs open and then it will like freeze. Cause I literally have so many tabs open that it's like, Nope, girl, you have too many tabs. Like this is not happening. Yeah. Stuff like that. It helps because then, um, you know, you have the tabs open, but it's not counting each individual tab. It's like, all right, just this one piece of, um, so that's really cool. Yeah. And then lastly, who is your go-to business resource? Just someone who is content that you're always consuming and you're always feeling inspired by what they put out into the world. So I'm currently extremely obsessed with Jen Kim, okay. um, who is Master Brand and Femfluence is her podcast. She, I find her super inspiring because she had a really successful corporate career and has since, I think she's on her third 
multi eight figure business or something. Wow. Like she's just, she's just been incredibly successful in both worlds. So that's very inspirational for me, but her content is always bang on. Like she's really practical and like how to do things. And then she has this like crystal loving female empowerment, like straight talking side of her as well. So she's fab to follow. I love her. I'll have to check her out. That's, she sounds interesting. Um, and I always love hearing new people because a lot of people say like the same old people, which is great. Those people are great too. Don't get me wrong, but it's always nice to hear like a new um, person that you haven't heard about. So, cool. And I think especially a woman. Yeah. Like I think a lot of the time when you ask people for recommendations in our space, it's the big guy names. Yeah. As opposed to like, here are some women who are doing epic stuff that you should be talking to. Yeah, and it's not that the guys are bad, but, you know, I think women are coming into their power now, and, you know, it's important to bring awareness to them, because, like I said, there's a lot of good guys out there, but um, I think, I, you know, we relate more to our own people, so yeah. it's just, like, natural. Awesome. Well, just let us know where we can find you, so your website, your social media channels, all that good stuff. So my website is, it's very originally called dianemayer.com. Um, I am most active on Instagram where I am at Diane underscore Mayer. Uh Um, and if you want my checklist, I'm happy to pop that on diamed.com forward slash savvy social hour. So people can, people can get like my list of the things that I check off to make sure you don't have to stick to that list. It's just an idea generator for you. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I'll leave that in the show notes as well. But yeah, thank you so much for being here today. I really enjoyed chatting with you. My pleasure. Thank you for having me on. It's been great chatting. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find all the details from this episode by going to www.savvysocialhour.com slash episode 108. Make sure to join the Savvy Social Media Babes community Facebook group for daily prompts, updates on the podcast, and more. See you next time. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. You can find us on the web at www.savvysocialhour.com. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Savvy Social Hour and like our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash Savvy Social Hour. New episodes will be released every single Tuesday and Thursday. See you next time.